Well, g'day and welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. It's great to have your company. Thanks for joining me, wherever you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast. I really appreciate that you've taken time out of your week to be involved in some discussions that uh, are not usually held as they should be in the mainstream media. Now, you'll notice that I've got a very special guest with me today, and it's uh, Wendy Francis, my good friend from the Australian Christian Lobby, and we've been friends and colleagues for a long time, Wendy, but uh, welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. Thank you very much for having me, Lyle. It's a pleasure to sit and talk to you. Well, it's a privilege to have you here. I know you're very busy. We're actually at a ACL Meet Your Candidate Forum where you've given some time before a busy event. But uh, before we get into things tonight, Wendy, you uh, last week were on Andrew Bolt's show talking about this diabolical Netflix movie called Cuties. And um, before we have a discussion, I'm going to show people uh, the interview, which is very powerful. Um, warning, uh, some of the content is, is a bit graphic, but uh, sadly we need to have this discussion. So let's go to the clip and then we'll have a chat in a second. Now, I've discussed this uh, Netflix film before, Cuties, a film from France. The critics say it's almost like child porn is now streaming here on Netflix. Cuties follows an eight-year-old girl from a conservative Muslim upbringing who wants to join a local dance crew that's hardly sexualised. Here's some of the trailer. Now, last week, a Texan grand jury indicted Netflix, said that Cuties was a lewd exhibition of clothed or partially clothed children, which appeals to the prurient interest in sex. But our own classification board has said that Cuties is fine to show here. Joining me is Wendy Francis from the Australian Christian Lobby, which has been pushing the Morrison government to appeal that decision. Wendy, can I just uh, ask you first, have you, thank you for joining me, have you seen the film? Because just from that trailer, I'm thinking, I don't see anything that needs banning. No, the trailer was very mild. I was surprised as I watched it, Andrew. Yes, I have seen the movie, unfortunately. And the movie is extremely grotesque in the girls acting out sexual acts. They, um, they open their crotches wide during an incredibly sexualised dance, dance routine. They rub their crotches. They, um, they simulate rough sex on the, on the ground. Um, but it's not just even the dance routine. There is, it, the dance routine is what most people talk about um, and it certainly does play into the hands of anybody who likes that sort of thing. It's, it's horrendous. Uh, but but it include, the movie includes scenes such as the, the main character. We're talking about 12 to 14-year-old girls. We need to make sure that we, we know what we're talking about. We're not talking about adults acting as young girls. We're talking about 12 to 14-year-old girls. One of the scenes, the little girl locks herself in her bathroom. She removes her jeans. She then removes her underpants. And this is a very protracted scene. It's awful to watch. She puts her phone in between her legs. She takes a picture of her genitals and then she uploads it. When she gets to school the next day, it's all the rage about what she's done. We are seeing a global outrage about this movie 
and people are saying, look, it's a, it's a matter of choice. And, and what we're saying is, this is not a matter of choice. If we're talking about adults acting in an adult movie, and then the rating is MA15 plus or R rated, then yes, adults can choose whether or not to watch it. But when we're talking about children being sexualized, when we're talking about children being trained and taught how to actually simulate rough sex, then that's not about choice. Australians don't have a choice to watch or even transmit child abuse material. And our concern is that this actually is child abuse material. And if we look at what, what child abuse material is actually classified as, I find it hard to have anybody watch the movie and say that it is not child abuse material. And look, uh, I, you, know, you make a very powerful argument. I guess the difference is with Netflix, isn't it, that uh, classification ratings mean nothing because uh, any kid at home can, can go and watch it if they've got Netflix at home. Um, what's your argument about, obviously you don't like it, it doesn't sound like I would like it, but why should other people be banned from seeing it? Uh, it's because it's the children. So, you know, we, we believe that this has actually contravened Australian law. When, when we, yesterday, the Australian newspaper, the front page was all about child abuse material. And we're seeing like 157 cases, I think a month, of, of, of people being arrested with child abuse material. Most of that material are inappropriate images, sexualised images of children. And so we've got Peter Dutton and we've got our Australian Federal Police saying that this is out of control, uh, when, when we, can't, we can't cope with it at the moment, especially during COVID, it's on a sharp increase. And at the same time, we're allowing a movie that if you actually took the stills from the movie and had them on your computer, that could be a criminal offence. The stills from those movies are enough to be a criminal offence. They're what the Australian Federal Police and Peter Dutton are saying that we've got to actually stamp out. Netflix itself had, had the original poster actually pulled. They pulled it because they said that they... And they apologised because it was inappropriate artwork. But it was actually a still from the movie. These girls mm. are being exploited. They are young girls and we just can't put up with it. Now, when do you, uh, what luck have you had in getting the government to agree to appeal the decision to let it be shown? So today I had a meeting with the Communications Minister, Paul Fletcher, it was actually a very encouraging meeting. Uh, he didn't come out and say that he would actually move to ban it, but he was, he certainly listened. He wasn't discouraging in any way. And what he's encouraged me to do is to, um, with ACL, have a review, ask, ask the classification board for a review of their decision. And so that's what we will do. We have to have that in by the end of this week. And we're going to ask the classification board to review their decision. The, the terrible thing, Andrew, is that the classification board looked at the sexualisation side of this movie, but they did not in any way look at whether it actually could have broken the law. They were not looking in terms of the law. They were looking at in the terms of explicit sexual uh, material. And in that sexual material, they classified it as MA15+. But they have not taken into account that it's actually 12-year-old children who are being coached to act out simulated rough sex. This is actually diabolical and it's a line way too far that we can't afford to cross here in Australia. Well, Wendy, that was something else. Um, tell us about how you came aware of this movie and why you started uh, to take up the cudgels on behalf of children. 
So globally there seemed to be this outrage, rage, globally there seemed to be this outrage happening uh, with Netflix movie cuties. And so we all became aware of it, anybody in that space. So we all started trying to understand what it was actually about. Many people were saying that it was social commentary, mm -hmm. but there was more to it than that because what we're seeing is young girls between the age of 12 and 14 being sexualized apparently to actually show that they shouldn't be sexualized. Yeah, now that's right. And now Andrew in, in the interview tried to push back on you a little bit, although you'd made yeah. the case very persuasively. But there has been this controversy that the movie is actually on our side saying what a terrible thing it is to sexualize girls. But I guess there's a, there's a more important point that you're making in, in the wider context. There is an important point because what we're doing here is we're not trying to actually censor sexual content we are trying to censor here what we believe is criminal content. Yep. So we believe that there has been uh, criminal activity in this material, that it certainly plays into the hands of people who like seeing little girls sexualized. And we just we, we feel as if there's a stake in the ground that we just got to put yep. and say, no, this has gone too far. So we don't, to, to create awareness of the diabolical sexualization of girls, which is going on, which you know, apologists for that movie would say that they're trying to do and, and, and probably they are, but it's a very misguided way mm. to get an important point across, isn't it? To, to actually sexualise girls to make the point that sexualising girls is bad. It just seems madness to me because we're thinking of these little girls, 12 years old, some of them were 14, that's the oldest mm. they were, having to practice these routines, being taught how to do these routines, and I won't graphically describe them again you, because you we've did done with Andrew it. Bolt. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is really awful stuff that we are training these girls to do. The very last scene actually shows the main character outside skipping like a little girl should. And some of them say, well, it ends in this happy sort of frame, but it shows, it doesn't actually bring it home to say, well, this is wrong and this is right. It shows the very two different faces of a young girl. There's many really poignant scenes in it. And it, 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 does, it does give us a social commentary to some extent, but this is not a, this is not a, a doco. This is actual little girls acting out being sexual and we, we just can't do that. If they hadn't have uh, used little girls in that way to, to make their point, do you think the movie is making a point that we need to be aware of as a society? There is a really, there's a number of strong points in it because even there's a point about women being um, being sidelined by husbands who are going getting another bride. There's a lot of really important points in this movie, but it's just we cannot use little girls to yeah. make a point that we shouldn't use little girls. Yep. It's just going too far. And you've made the point that the material uh, that you've witnessed in this film uh, is quite possibly illegal. Um, there's a, a grand jury in Texas which uh, is hearing a case to that effect as well. Correct. And there's a number of lawyers who are coming out saying that they do believe now that it has actually contravened law. Um, we, we just, we can't, it's just a step too far to say that little girls can act out, we, we're almost putting them on an altar, or, you know, sacrificing them for the sake yep. of trying to make a point. Mm. And, and we just, we just can't do it. Mm. No, that, that's good. Now, you, you've met with the Communications Minister, Paul Fletcher, as you yeah. said to Andrew Bolt. Have you heard anything more from the government uh, since that interview was conducted? No, we haven't. But what they did do is they really encouraged us. They encouraged Australian Christian Lobby to launch a, a request for a review from the, uh, the classification board. So they want us to do a review. 
and they've encouraged us to do that. Uh, what, from what I understand, we will even be getting a letter of support um, in that from Paul Fletcher. So obviously there is uh, concern in the government. Yep. They didn't discourage us in any way. And so we're really hoping that we'll be successful in this because of course, any, anything like this sets a precedent. And the precedent set here is, is just, honestly, it's mind blowing. So um, the film hasn't been classified uh, officially yet uh, for Australia, so. No, so it, th has. it has. It has. It was, oh, that's right, it was so, given that MA15 plus. Yeah, yeah. so originally yep. Netflix um, classified it itself, yep. so yep. they're allowed to do that. Because there was so much um, upset, mm. yep. our classification board looked at it, they agreed with the MA15 plus. Mm. So now we're asking for the classification review board gotcha, gotcha. to look Sorry, at it again. My apologies, you did say yeah. it's a review process. So, yeah. so I guess Paul Fletcher's sitting back thinking, well, before the government intervenes, he wants to see the process play out and, and yes. therefore it's up to us as the public to make sure that we have really strong submissions uh, That's right. that review process. That's right. Yeah. What can people do, Wendy, to help that Well, at process? the moment, we've still got a campaign on acl.org.au, just really contacting both Peter Dutton um, and also uh, Paul Fletcher, asking them to intervene. So that's still ongoing because we want them to know that there is a growing number of particularly parents who are worried. We're, we've seen on the Australian newspaper, mm. you know, at the same time as I did all this, that we're really worried about child abuse images. Yeah. And the interesting thing is now when you actually Google some of these images online, some of the more graphic detail of these little girls is actually blurred out. Yeah, wow. So we're seeing the images being blurred yep. out. Yep. Um, in the movie, of course, they're not. So people can in engage themselves with that, um, acl.org.au, but also if they want to contact the classification board, you go to the class, you just Google classification mm -hmm. board and let them know that they, they support the ACL yep. request for a review, Good. that would be great. Excellent. So people can go to acl.org.au or yep. go to the classification review board's uh, yes. website and um, make their voices heard. Yeah. We, we really do have a big problem in our society with the sexualisation of young girls. And, mm. and I guess this is the serious problem behind all this. And, and perhaps in a very misguided way, Netflix are trying to highlight this. Although you, you have to wonder whether it's even a sneaky way to you know, to, to bring yeah. in some of this stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm really, you know, really um, a, a bit suspicious, I suppose. On one hand, they're, they're trying yeah. to say, we want to highlight the problem, but you don't highlight the problem then by glorifying it, which no. is, I think, what they've done. I, I was hopeful at the beginning that they were sincere as well, but I have to say that I'm becoming very suspicious that there's much a much darker reason behind yeah. this, I really am. That's really frightening. If that is the case, yeah. these big streaming companies producing content like this, um, it's almost like they've found a backdoor way to, to bring, you know, essentially bring in pedophilia and mainstream it. If, if yeah. the suspicion that you and I feel yes. is there, but we've been around long enough to know we don't, we don't really trust her. No, <laughs> and some people might think much. that what we're saying here is overreacting. I need to say we're not overreacting. Yeah. That mm -hmm. what we know is is frightening, yeah. and uh, we even know that there have been awards given to this movie, and some of the people who have made those awards have been people who have been in trouble with the police for pedophilia. Really? So really? can you name names? Or? Well, it's it's they were there was a Sundance um, festival. Mm. And mm. the, the, the guy who runs that festival actually has been in jail. Wow, mm. wow. And so he's got an association with this movie and, yeah. and with awards. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, I think you're right to be suspicious. Yeah. Um, our society, um, obviously these areas of um, 
sexualization of girls, pornography, where yeah. it's just out of control in this yeah. world, isn't it? And, um, if, if the movie really was um, just about social commentary, then the, the camera wouldn't have lingered yeah, on the yeah, crotch. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, camera wouldn't yeah. have lingered in yeah. the places that it lingered. Mm. It, it really wouldn't. And yeah. I, I don't... I don't actually advise anybody to watch it, but I have watched it. I felt that I had to, obviously, when I was going yeah. to meet with the with the minister. And when we met with the minister, he had his um, his assistant with him, his one of his advisors, and she had watched the film for him. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was very uncomfortable watching the movie. Yeah, that that is shocking. What you've just described and and I think that seals it for me I haven't watched the movie and and I've been criticized on social media for commenting on this and people say well you haven't watched it I said well Wendy's watched it you know um, (laughs) um, and I'm thankful to you for doing that on behalf of the rest of us Um, but I think what you've just said there that really does um, seal it for me this Mm. is not uh, about social commentary this is um, a sneaky way to bring in um, illegal material the camera actually lingers on extremely grotesque um, sexualized material Um, so I I think we do have a right to be really upset about this yeah look um, you know people like you and I and and probably you more so because you've been more on the front line of this than me but you get ridiculed um, you know it's the whole um, is is the Ned Flanders family in in, um, the Simpsons um, or or that's not the right one but we're criticised for, as you say, overreacting. Mm. And um, all these years, you know, some of us have tried to draw lines in the sand, but it just that line just keeps creeping and creeping and creeping to mm. the point where you've got a film like you with the, the stuff that you've just described. So, and, you know, and, um, we, we need a bit of moral panic. We, really, <laughs> we do need some moral panic. And and I still, I also think that uh, for me, it's good that you haven't watched it. It's, mm. it's an awful thing to have watched. Mm. And some people say to me, because I have complained about some things that I haven't seen in the past, I did feel it was important to watch this. But some people say, well, you haven't seen it. I say, well, I actually don't need to eat rat poison to know yeah, it's bad for myself. Right. You don't taste Good it to example. check. Yeah. Um, you, if you know something's bad, you don't need to, yeah. to watch it. And I think sometimes we actually indulge too much in looking at things because mm. we feel we need to yeah. know um, and it just clutters and dirties up yeah, our minds. So, yeah, I don't, I don't actually want anybody watching to go and watch it, uh, but take my word for it, we are... We are really fighting something that is yeah. very dark and very sinister. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, that's been very crystallising, that discussion. Thank you. Um, speaking of other things that um, people find difficult to believe, and, and turning now to the Queensland election, um, you've been posting on social media um, about the abortion to birth mm. laws which were passed by the Palaszczuk Labor government, uh, shepherded through by Jackie Trad, the former Deputy Premier. And you've made the point that um, a lot of people say to you, and, and I've had this to me as well, you know, you, you're... You, this can't be right. Abortion yeah. to birth. It's not true. You're making this up. Even today, on a post that Stephen Miles did, our health minister, he was like, these awful anti-abortion people are saying that uh, we approve of abortion to birth. And he was saying it himself. And I feel like saying, haven't you even read your own legislation? Because So people do say to me, that can't be true. That can't be right. And it, it, it is right. So let me just explain it from their legislation. So up to 22 weeks, there's just no questions asked at all. There's no, you just... You just want an abortion, you get an abortion, and, 22 and, weeks. And 22 weeks is very well developed. Babies survive outside the womb in humidity Absolutely. Crimson, what, about 20, 21 weeks? Absolutely. So up to 22 weeks, no questions Open asked. Slather. 
After 22 weeks, this is when people say, oh, well, no, there's very strict rules. Well, let me tell you what the strict rules are. So after 22 weeks, a woman can legally get an abortion for psychosocial reasons, for physical reasons, um, for even uh, mental reasons, for any social reason. They're, like they list out the yeah, reasons. Yeah. So we're talking about medical reasons, social reasons, psychological reasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, what other reason is there? Yeah. I just don't know what other reason yeah. there is. Social, psychological, yeah. So that, that can be a healthy baby, healthy mother, obviously with some mental health Absolutely. issues. Absolutely. That, that sort of shouldn't be a death sentence to a baby. Or, no. You know, like a woman who, and my heart goes out to women mm. who are seeking mm. an abortion because I've never been in that position where I've even needed to, com, you know, contemplate it. But women who, you know, for instance, um, they might be six months pregnant and all of a sudden their partner leaves them. Um, in an, in, almost in a knee-jerk reaction, yep. they can say, well, I can't, I can't carry this mm, baby. Mm. No questions asked. A woman who goes for her scan and finds that it's a boy or a girl and she yep. wanted the opposite, no questions That's asked. Right. There is no legal reason why a doctor can say no. And, you know, if there is a doctor who doesn't want to perform a particular abortion, and, of course, there's no reason up to 22 weeks. Post-22 weeks, you know, we've got physical, social... Mm. mental. Mm. Um, so if there's a doctor who feels uncomfortable about that, by law that doctor must refer the yep. woman to somebody who will perform yep. the abortion. So there is no, there's no legal reason not to have an abortion. Mm. And many doctors who are all about life, they actually feel complicit in the yeah. abortion by having to refer. When, when a doctor refers a, mm. any patient on, they are referring them on to an expert because that doctor believes there's an expert in this who can provide better care than themselves. They refer, like if you go to a doctor and they refer you to somebody, it's because they want better care for you. So, and they, and they believe in that process. Imagine being a doctor who doesn't believe yep. in abortion. Yep. You are referring somebody on to somebody who will yep. do that procedure when you don't believe it's in the best interest of that patient. Mm -hmm. Referrals should be because you believe exactly. somebody can it, operate in the best best practice yep. for that patient, mm. and that's not the case. And not because you are forced, because the Queensland Labor government says Absolutely. that you must refer. Uh, that's extraordinary that Stephen Miles, the health minister, uh, under whose auspice the Abortion Act uh, comes, is out there basically, he's telling lies if he's yeah. saying that this is not abortion to birth. You've explained it very well, you've explained the legislation. Um, it's, it's all the more reason and why. And they, they all go on with it's so incredibly rare and how yeah. unkind we can be and everything. But, uh, you know, the, the member for Ujuru, he asked mm. recently Dr. in Mark Parliament, Robinson. Dr yeah. Mark Robinson, he asked in Parliament about the very latest statistics mm. and we're seeing a rise in late-term abortions. Mm. And in the six-month, well, it's 30-week actually, so just over six-month period, the latest time mm. that we have any actual statistics, we see that there were 19 live births. So we are talking about babies who are being born alive in Queensland after an abortion oh, yeah. and not given medical care. They can be side by side, you know, one room, there's a baby who's born premature and given absolutely every care um, afforded to that baby because the baby's wanted. And in a room next door, a, the baby of the same gestation can be left to die without yeah. any pain relief, without any love, mm. without 
any blanket. It's outrageous. Um, I, I don't work for ACL anymore, so I can say this, but I, I can't see how um, anyone, uh, whether you're a Christian or not, can in good faith vote for the Australian Labor Party um, with them upholding that sort of law. We have no claim of being a civil society uh, with, with that sort of approach to uh, the killing of the unborn and the wounding of women. Uh, this is not a, a choice for women. This is not supporting no. them properly, and, no. uh, as you've well described. So th this, this is a really important election. And, it is. Uh, Many women, and I would even go so far as to say most women who've had an abortion end up with a, a, a cocktail of depression, yeah. of self-harm even, of relationship issues. Um, there is an ongoing trauma for women. So this is not just about the babies. This is about women. Well, you and I have heard um, uh, Jaya Taki, very brave woman who yeah. was coerced to killing her unborn baby by Tim Simona, the um, West Tigers supposed rugby league star, and yeah. uh, her in tears describing how she was coerced to, to kill her unborn baby. And regrets that every single regrets day. It. Yeah. So it's a big, big issue. This is not about men like me trying to tell women what to do with their bodies. This no. is a very complex issue. It, it, it runs deep. It's deeply ethical and um, And it's mind barbaric. you, when you talk about men, I mean, there's a lot of potential dads out there that Absolutely. have had their babies taken from yeah. them too yeah. which and they don't have any choice in that and that's yeah. really sad. Our time's getting away but uh, the, the abortion issue is a massive one because the LNP have said they're going to review those laws, they're yes. going to look at the gestational limits, they're going to look it's at great. the coercion of women uh, and they're going to look at the, the counselling arrangements. Yes. Now it's not the abolition of abortion uh, but it's certainly shining a light and I've got no doubt, I, I think they're really important steps forward and Dr Mark Robinson and his wife Julie were very instrumental along with others yeah. in getting that as LNP policy but uh, that's going to shine a light on the issue and I think the more people know about yeah. what's going on in abortion because they don't know um, no. I think uh, that's going to force the change over time when the general yeah. public finds out the truth. And because the other thing is, you know, this is not just a really significant um, Queensland election. I feel as if because of the pro-life promises that we've got from the LNP, mm. but also from the smaller parties, from the Catterboys, yep. from One Nation, there's yep. a really strong pro-life policy. Mm. From these parties, because of that, this is significant it nationally. Is, yes. It would no. be the first time we'd ever have a pushback on abortion it's legislation. It's a really good observation. Um, you know, you and I have been in the pro-life movement for many years mm. and it's um i can't think of a time where minor and major parties have taken such yeah. pro-life uh, policy platforms forward at a general election it just yes. just never happened before we just never talk about it no and and particularly when you think of you know let's take one nation for instance i, I we've been in the game long enough mm. too to know that a party like One Nation would not come out with a policy such as this if they didn't know there was support for That's it. That's right. Not right before yep. an election. So yep. they know that there is support in the general public for their mm. for their position. Well, I think I'm right in saying, um, and, and I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong, but I, I'm sure that uh, Pauline Hanson has actually been on the record as um, supporting abortion. Now, Senator Malcolm Roberts, uh, her fellow Queensland senator, is passionately pro-life. He wears the little feet lapel yep. pin on his suit everywhere he goes and I'm sure he's had a lot to do with the crafting of this. So, yes, um, I believe so. So I think, as you say, they know the supports there. Yes, they, they know do. there's votes in it. They know that people are waking up to what's going on. Absolutely. Wendy, let's just touch on the um, the gender issue. Also yep. massive at this election, uh, Queensland Labor Party again has uh, brought in compulsory gender fluid indoctrination of children in state schools uh, through so-called respectful relationships, safe schools rebadged. Yep. Um, so again, um, Deb Frecklington of the LNP has said they're going to get the transgender stuff out of the schools, big tick 
for that. Yes. But um, so Jared Blay is the Shadow Education Minister. He's always been really good on this, mm. really strong. He's been across it as well. I think the reason he's been across it is because he's got young children yeah. in school, and so he wanted to know from his own point of view with his kids. So he has really known about it. But there is a stark difference again between the two parties because in 2018 the Labor Party, as you say, made it compulsory across the state. It was really brought to light when COVID happened because the curriculum all came mm. online and so parents were actually able to see some of the links. There were links to, uh, in within the Respectful Relationships course, there were links to show children how to sext safely. Um, so there were, and all of a sudden overnight it came down because there was an uproar when parents actually saw what was in this curriculum. And so a lot of the, those links were taken down, but the, the gender fluid stuff is there and it's t proudly supported. Yeah. Grace Grace, the education minister, mm. is very proud of the genderbred person. Yeah. She really loves it and promotes it. Whereas on the other hand, we've got Jared Blay saying, it's going, we're getting back to basics. We want our kids to actually do well at school. Yeah rather than muddle their heads with the concept that they can choose whether they're a boy or a girl, they can even change during the day whether they're a boy or a girl. It, it, it's madness and uh, as, as you've often highlighted, there, there is an epidemic of children now presenting at these gender clinics. There's one here in South Brisbane, there's another big one in Melbourne, uh, turning up for puberty blockers, which are yeah. harmful, cross-sex hormones, irreversible surgery. This is harming children and it's because Absolutely. governments like the Palaszczuk government and, and ministers like Grace Grace and Jackie yep. Trad are forcing this upon our children, teaching them the idea that their gender could be fluid. It is diabolical. Children in Australia are transitioning from the age of four. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, that's what the gender fairy storybook Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Uh, well done, Wendy, for your advocacy. And, and look, I, I saw something today um, which you should uh, take encouragement from as someone who's really helped bring this to the attention of, of people nationally. But uh, in Western Australia, the Labor McGowan government has now not funding um, whatever safe schools was. It was due to be refunded. And uh, this has been published um, on one of the uh, homosexual websites. Bernard Lane from The Australian was tweeting this uh, today. And, and he was surprised uh, mm. that um, the funding wasn't being renewed for this. I think um, people are waking up to just how harmful this is to children. To, to teach them that you know they shouldn't love the body that they were yeah, born in. So, I think um, so it's too. progress. It's it progress. is, and we've had some unlikely heroes in this, haven't yep. we? Because we've got Mark Latham. You know, yep. who would have thought? Who would have Mark, thought it? Mark, Mark Latham, Latham is amazing. Yep. And some of um, your friends in the radical feminist yeah, movement. Absolutely, um, so strong yep. on this. Yeah, but but people who seek the truth uh, come to the point where they know that this is harming children. It's not helping them, and of course, there's big yep. court cases going on. In. So um, I think Labor are, are on a loser here, um, and uh, the more that people wake up the better. One final thing, Wendy, I keep saying this, euthanasia is the other uh, thing coming yeah. down the road. Uh, Labor is very intent on doing this. Sadly, Campbell Newman, the former LNP Queensland Premier, is also an advocate and I know he's putting pressure on some of the LNP candidates to support it. Yeah. But um, this is going to loom large if Labor win the next election. It really is, and I'm encouraged again by the LNP position on it because at the moment they're saying that they don't believe that there's any grounds for changing our current legislation which does not allow assisted suicide. Um, but we are seeing a report come back from the Law Reform Commission in March, and so a lot will depend on that, that report. But we are really pushing the government and obviously the opposition and whoever gets in power after the 31st of October, 
we have to fix our palliative care before we can even start yeah. a conversation. Yeah. But I was, I was sat in a lot of the inquiry mm. of this and I was absolutely shocked when I heard people advocating for children 10 yeah. years old to be able to take their own mm. lives. Mm. The sense of hopelessness that is there when somebody is considering that's their only option yeah. is, is just so incredibly sad. It does. Well, I noticed in Holland, I, I saw a headline in The Guardian online uh, just this week that uh, they've now uh, allowed euthanasia for children uh, 12 and under. So it just goes on. The slope is very slippery and they keep putting grease on it. Yeah. Well, Wendy, that's probably all we've got time to. You've got a busy event tonight and uh, well done for running Meet Your Candidate Forums, helping inform voters about what's happening in the election. Thank you so much for Thanks, joining me on The Lyle Shelton Show Thank this you. week. It's been great. The Lyle Shelton Show is a production of The Good Source, hosted by Lyle Shelton. To watch, listen to or read more content without the SJW PC fact filter, visit goodsource.news, good S-A-U-C-E dot news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show.